Alright, so Basia, let's continue. So, first of all, Wow. Okay, so Basia, so we, first of all, tremendous Yashkach to for the beautiful spread tonight, the the Kogol, the Chili, right? Yashkach to Steve, our Mashka Gabai, and tremendous, tremendous Yashkach. Well, yeah, you said Mashka, right? I think Mashkin Gabai sounds better. Yeah, Steve always told me he always wanted to be a Gabai, so this is uh, his opportunity to shine. Yeah, Steve, thank you. But really, Steve, thank you. I'll say it's such a, always beautiful to come together on Erev Shabbos, but always important to recognize that there are people, Baruch Hashem, who put in a lot of effort to make sure that we could enjoy a little Erev Shabbos Havira already on Thursday, Thursday evening, even before Shkia. So as with that, let us begin. We're actually continuing. We're a little bit into this packet already. We're on page Ayin Dalit. So if you remember again, the Chaban, we've, we've spent already a couple of weeks on this piece. So just for those who may be joining us now, like in the middle of this piece, just to reorient ourselves a, a little bit, the Chaban was talking about the idea, the incredible Yisod. I will say, I think what you've seen also is in the Torah of the Chaban, kind of fits into three categories, right? There's things that he say that, that are an incredible Chiddush, Things that you understand, things that the Chaban says are a chiddush and you don't understand, and things that are dvar pshutim. When he says it, it seems so posh, it's so obvious, so simple, but yet, is there enough for everyone? Just brought one. <laughs> okay, it's fine. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. He has a section on the Adon Machaler. We'll do that. We'll do that. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's section four of the Zilli Pad. You're bringing us out of everyone. So I will say so. It's a brother. So I'll say, so the Chaban was talking about the idea that often, often in this world, in this world, we see two different categories. There's Kodesh and there's Chol. There's Kodesh and there's Chol. And the truth is the Avoda of Olamazah, we think, at least we think the Avoda of this world is to gravitate towards Kodesh and to avoid Chol. But the Chaban says that part of, remember what he was referring to as the period of Pekida. Remember again, two different stages in Gula, Sechira and Pekida. In the period of Pekida, ultimately, again, there's a recognition that everything is Kodesh. There's no such thing as Chol, because if you believe that at the end of the day, everything is from the Ribbon Shalom, then by definition, everything is Kodesh. Everything is Kodesh. But remember again, the Chalban says, in order to appreciate this, what do you have to learn? Remember the Pumasi, go to the Chalban, what you, last week? When did we learn? Was we share last week? No. Yeah? yeah? Last week. So what did we learn last week? In order to appreciate the fact that everything, that everything is Kodesh, what has to happen? What do you have to learn? Torah Sanister. You won't find this concept in Torah Sanigla. You're not going to find this concept in Chumish, in Mishnah, in Gemara. Why? Because Chumish, Mishnah, Gemara, Torah Sanigla, the revealed Torah, is structured in a way to, for Havdalah. Oh, Torah is all about Havdalah. It's all about Havdalah. There's Kodesh, there's Chol, and Torah is there to, to push us towards Kodesh. But in Torah Sanistra, in the hidden dimension of Torah, beginning with Rashbi, beginning with Rashbi, the hidden dimension of Torah, Zohar, Kabbalah, Chassidus, so that's when you begin to delve into Torah Sanistra, that's when you begin to see this concept 
that everything is truly Kadosh. Now remember again, the Chabad also quoted, this is not his idea. He already quoted to us in the name of the Ramchal. The Ramchal highlighted this same exact episode and discussed that this was in fact part of the Chait of Adam Arishan. So with that, let, let's pick up page Ayin Dalid, the second paragraph down, the first, the first paragraph of the, of the larger print. This is the true Koach of Rose. Remember again of what we call Torah Sasod. Torah Sasod is Torah Hanister, the hidden dimension of Torah, what we call esoteric Torah. Actually, we skip down to the next paragraph. He says, When the Torah Hanister, when the hidden Torah has the ability to go ahead and illuminate the Neshamas, Haruchos. When we're able to go ahead and learn what we call Torah's Hanistar, the hidden dimension of Torah, or I should say esoteric Torah, because that's really what it is. When we're able to learn esoteric Torah, the beautiful part of what esoteric Torah does is it allows us, this Lashon is so beautiful. First of all, you'll be able to go ahead and purify and open up the eyes of the Neshama, and then you will find Nesivim, pathways, L'chibor Amiti Ben Kodesh The imagery here is so beautiful, because think about it. See, we live life, and we assume that there's two roads. There's Kodesh and there's Chol. And how do those two roads run? How do they run? Parallel. parallel. And they're perpetually parallel. The difference is, the difference is, you know, I have in, in some of the, like if you have like a newer, a newer model, I don't know, I have it in my car, and car's like, uh, it's a lease, I have a, it has this thing where like if you, if you, v, it's a Toyota, it's a Toyota, right? It, it, it's just Toyota. It, it, if, if you, v, uh, what? Right, so, it, no, I don't, Warning. that's maybe a Tesla. I, 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 I just, right, so, so mine comes up and says, do you need a rest? And it has a cup of coffee on it. And I want to tell you something. I find it profoundly offensive. I'm like, no, I don't need a rest. This is how I drive. This is how I drive, right? There's a moment you can put in if you're from New York. If you're from New York. New York driver. It's an override. It's an override. So, so, because if you think about it, like, like just like the car, right? The, the, the car's hasaga is that there's a lane. There's a lane, stay in the lane. Because the lane that you're in, that's the lane you need to be in. So, okay, you put on your blinker, there's a way to switch over. So, in this world, it's fascinating. The Chaban says there are two roads there's Kodesh and there's Chol. So, I both say, do, if I'm on the road of Kodesh, do I have to go into the road of Chol? Of course. Of course. I go to work. Right? I go to work. I, I have to live in the world. I do things that are not necessarily inherently holy, but not illicit, not anything bad, but they have to get done. How do you get from the, from the road of Kodesh Tachol? How do you get there? Very important you sewed. You put on your blinker. Me- meaning what? There's a process. There's a process. And in fact, that process is exactly what Torah's Hanikla. What is all of Torah about? What is all of Halacha about? But say, what does Halacha teach us? Think about it. What does Halacha teach us? Halacha teaches us rules about how to remain Kadosh in a world that is often Chol. So Halacha is like the blinker. In other words, your car is not going to vibrate or the sign's not going to go on on the dashboard if you put on your blinker because then the car understands you're making a transition from one lane to another. It's misudar. It's organized. So in our world, in our conception, there's two roads. It's called Rishis Chol. Do I have to go back and forth? Absolutely. Torah's Hanigla revealed Torah, Chumish, Mishnah, Gimara, Halacha is the blinker. It teaches me how to get over to the other lane, but then ultimately again how to come back to Kodesh. Says the Chalban, 
the highest level of understanding that one could only glean when they learn from Torah Sanistar is how to create Chibor Amiti Ben Kodesh Lachol. It's not two lanes. It's not two lanes. I will say, what is it? What is it? It's a double wide lane. But it's one lane. It's all one lane. There's a lot of space in that lane. But it's not two lanes of Kodesh and Chol. It's one lane of Kodesh. So I will say, I just want to point out, because we had a lot of discussion about this last week. Remember, if it's hard to wrap your head around it, of course it's hard for us to wrap our head around it. Why? Why? Because this is not the world we live in, right? This, this is not our world now. The Chaban is describing a world of Pekida, second stage Gula, or a world that you could experience if you're immersed in Torah Sanistar, in the hidden dimension of Torah. So we're not yet in the period of Pekida, and most of us are not, you know, steeped in Torah Sanistar. Maybe we dabble a little bit here and there, but we're not, we're not fully shakur, we're not fully immersed in it. So I see it, and I hear it, and intellectually I could see it, but, but Lamaisa, Lamaisa, how do I actually make that happen? It's okay if you can't fully figure that piece out, because we're not yet there. But remember again, the Chaman's whole premise is, you have to learn about what Geula means. Because if I don't know what Geula is, then I don't really know what I'm davening for, then I don't really know what I'm anticipating, I don't really know what I'm pining for. He goes on. Mitzad echot, tia ne'emanos gimura el ha-kodesh, Hashem, b'shlemus, so I will say, I'll tell you an amazing thing. So he says over here, but understand that in Kodesh Lechol, there are still different parts. So there's Kodesh. And Kodesh will say, what's Kodesh? And his, his wording is just so beautiful. There's always going to be, I will say, see, you might think, a person might think, oh, I know how to create one combined road of Kodesh and Chol. How do you do it? How do you do it? How do you do it? You have to be mevaktor on Kodesh. In other words, you have to make accommodations. You have to make accommodations, right? You have to be able to yield if you want to bring everybody, right? Doesn't, isn't this what Shalom requires? If you want two things, two, diff, two separate parties to come together, you've got to yield. Everybody's got to give a little bit. So you might have thought that when merging Kodesh and Chol together, really onto one path of Kodesh, that must mean what? You, you, you have to compromise. You have to compromise Kodesh. He says, no, that, that, that's not what this entails. Kodesh always remains Kodesh. Bishlemos ubelo shum pashronos. No pshara. We'll say, I'll tell you an amazing line. So I'm, uh, I'm, you know, I'm spending a little bit of time in camp this summer. And one of the things I had to go up last week before, before camp started to put up an Erev. First Erev ever in northeast Pennsylvania. Never had an Erev there. Put up an Erev. So I happen to have, I have guys. Guys, right? So when, when the camp was in Ohio, so we found these guys who, and I, I gave them a whole shear on Hilchas Erevin. Okay, so I call them up. Guys, come down to an hour away. They come down. They're gonna they're gonna put up the Erev. So without getting into all the details, so part of the property is sloped. So there's an interesting machlokes aposkim about how you make an Erev on a slope. So I said to them, okay, you know what? The ideal is like this. Whatever I showed it. But we could do it like this. It's okay if we do it like this. So the guy says to me, and Mamish, like, I'm the first Jew that this man ever met. The first Jew. He's like, Rabbi, why don't we just do it the right way? <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I'll tell you what I say, it was, it was such a Musr Haskell. Such a Musr Haskell. I'm ready, I'm ready to make a pshara, right? An halacha, an halacha. And my Gentile friend says, why don't, why, don't, why don't we just do it the right way? Why don't you just do it the way that it's supposed to get done? I would say, I, I, I learned an incredible lesson from that. That's Kiddusha. 
Kiddusha is without, without, without Psharas, without Vatshranas. You don't have to be Mavater. Right? Again, we're, t- we're talking about the highest level over here. That's what Kodesh is. Me'idach, Musag Yachayim HaChumriyim, Lo Yachushu Muyam, Kimoshin Irdafim Al Yidei, Kochos Chashuva Mehem, Hatornim Lebaladios. On the other hand, right, they will say ultimately again, the material world will not become what we call Chol, will not become an end unto itself. Adraba, Ha'or v'ha'kadosh ha'nemshachim ma'ayonos ha'torah, yiknu la'adam mabat mufla amalachto. So, so, so I don't understand. So how, how does this work? If you're going to tell me that Kodesh and Chol are going to become essentially one combined entity. What's the combined entity called? What is it called? Kodesh. It's called Kodesh. Because there's a recognition that even that which we perceive as Chol is in fact really Kodesh. So how does that work? If Kodesh is not going to yield... And the truth is, chol is still going to be chol. How do you create that combination? So he says something beautiful. He says, Adraba, ha'or v'hakadosh hanimshachim ma'yonos ha'torah, yiknu lo'adam mabat mufa'amalachto. See, Rebbe say, it's not really kodesh or chol that have to change. What has to change? What has to change? My perspective. Like most things in life. Yiknu lo'adam mabat amalachto. person will look at his work. We'll look at his whole life in a different way. say a person will see his work, whether he works with his hands, whether he's a creator, a builder, whatever it is that he does, he'll see his work through a different lens. And Abbas says the Chalban, when a person has this awareness, ultimately, again, Kodesh is going to remain intact. What we consider Chol also remains intact. What changes is my perspective on Chol. So suddenly, again, says the Chalban, a person looks at the various aspects and facets of life in a dramatically different way. I will say, you know, the expression like, whistle while you work. And I will say, can you imagine if when you went to work, when you went to work, I will say, like, think about it. How many of us, when we go to work, actually feel like we're doing something holy? Right? I might feel that I'm doing something good, I'm doing something productive, I'm doing something meaningful, but how many of us actually say, you know what, I see my work as a Dover Shebik Dusha. This is holy. And I venture to say that most of us do not. Most of us do not. Again, I see productivity, I see some level of meaning, but not Kedusha. The whole perspective of a person changes, specifically once they're connected in through Toas Hanistar, in the period of Pekido, and a person begins to see that everything they're doing has Kiddushah. And I will say, remember again, the Chaban says, the fact that when we go to work, we don't find Kiddushah in what we do, that's the, that's the punishment of Adam Arishon. You see, I will say, it's incredible. His, this is such, I think what we've come to, by the, we've been learning the Chaban already for a while, but I think what we've come to, the beauty of the Chaban is often not in what he says, but in the nuanced ideas that he's conveying. So the Chaban just taught us an incredible lesson. We're familiar with that passage. This is after Adam goes ahead and eats from the Eitz Das Tovara. Hashem punishes him. There's a whole bunch of punishments. Amongst the punishments, Arura Ha'adama Ba'avurecha. The earth is cursed because of you. Only through difficulty will you be able to eat from it all the days of your life. 
Shabbos say the Chaban says something amazing. He says, what does it mean, Arura HaAdama? Shabbos Sefer asks, what is Arura HaAdama? The earth is cursed. What does that mean? What does that mean? Simple answer. Not productive. It means that, you know, in the world of farming, you could do everything right. You could do everything right. Crops may not grow. That's Aru Adam. Before the Marishon, if you put a seed in the ground, you knew exactly what you were getting back. Now, now a person can put a seed in the ground, fertilize, water, till, plow, whatever you have to do. Maybe yes, maybe no. Right? As they say, just zelo like Sometimes it just doesn't go. It just, it's, it's not, it's not going to work. That's Aru Adama. Says the Chaban, there's something so much deeper. What does Arura HaAdama really mean? That in the aftermath of the sin of Adam Rishon, we often can't see the Kiddusha in the Adama. When we look at Adama, all we see is what? Chol. I see Chol. I see work. Do I see any Kiddusha in the earth? Do I see any Kiddusha in the soil? Says the Chaban, the answer often is no. That's Arura Ha'adama Ba'avurecha. Not just the pshat that the earth is not going to produce that which you expect it to produce at times, but Lamais again, your entire relationship with the earth, your inability to see the Kodesh in the Chol, that's the repercussion and ramification of the sin of Adam Arishon. Hamachshava, well, let's go weiter. Machshava, Shoshiluf Torah va'avodu, Baderach Shoshchinos Zelazer. So his lashon is so beautiful. This idea, this idea, of Torah and Avoda. And I will say in this context, literally, Torah means Ruchnius, Kodesh. Avoda means literally Chol, just the mundane aspects of life. The ability to see the interconnection of Torah and Avoda as neighbors. Shechinos. But I will say, you know, there are different kinds of neighbors. There are some neighbors who just build a tall fence, right? And then we're good, nothing to do with each other. That's not the neighbor kite of Torah and Avoda. Right, Torah and Avodah ultimately, again, are to be synergistic neighbors, synergistic partners. Again, the Chavan goes back to what he originally said. The idea that I will say, we think that we're supposed to create a synergistic partnership. Right? So I will say, but what's the chap of a synergistic partnership? Right? What's the chap of any partnership? Right? The hallmark of any partnership is, what's the relationship of the two partners to one another? Right? Collaborative. Collaborative, but, but, right, same goals, but, they're two separate things. Right? Let me say again, okay, I love my partner, he's great, but a partner, I will say, remember again, if it was, right, isn't there a, there's a, what, legally, what do you call a sole proprietor, an S Corp, what do they call it? S Corp. You know, so again, there's like, there's like, there's a partnership, there's a partnership, right? That partnership means that there's more than one party involved over here, and then there are businesses that are owned by individuals. So we'll say, so, so ultimately again, that's a, so says the Chaban, so we often view Kodesh and Chol as partners. Let's create a synergistic partnership. The Chaban says, that's wrong. Because they're both you know what happens when you have a partnership? As we just said before, the secret to any partnership is? Compromise. Compromise. Which means that by definition, no one is fully self-actualized. Right? Whenever there's compromise, that means I'm giving, the partner's giving. So each party remains, re- remains somewhat, we'll call it incomplete. Incomplete. So again, this is how the Chaban started. He said, viewing Kodesh and Chal as partners diminishes them both. Yach, here we go. Here we go. Yachas, Hakodesh Vachol, is this is beautiful. Eno kiyachas, page ayin hey. Eno kiyachas shne eitzim hashasulim besada echad. So I was saying, you shouldn't view Kodesh and Chol 
as like two trees which derive their sustenance from one field. See, I was saying, right? think about it for a minute. Right? This Kodesh, this Chal, I'm the, maybe I'm the field, right? I fuel both of them. Don't look at Kodesh and Chal as two trees. He says, Ella, Kineshama Adira Begufchai, Hamam Shicha Bokochos Neeman Verabim. And I will say, what's the relationship of Kodesh and Chal? The relationship of Kodesh and Chal is like the Neshama to the body. The neshama to the body. Then I will say you can tell that the neshama and the body is also a partnership. Everybody gives up, but it's not true. Right? The neshama is always the neshama. The body is always the body. But if the neshama acts correctly, then the body ultimately again becomes the agent through which the neshama is able to accomplish incredible things. Look what he writes. Nikudas ha'hevdel ben shte hashkafas ela berurahimaod. So I will say the Chaban essentially says like this. He says, so there are two ways you can look at the relationship between Kodesh and Chol. You can look at it as two trees sharing the same field or a guf and a neshama, body with a neshama. What's the nafkamina? Let's practically between these two approaches. Watch this. Ki b'mashal shal shtei ilanos, shal shnei ilanos. Hanatu and what's that beautiful this is. In the mashal of two trees that are planted in the same field, listen to this. Hare shekol kitzutz ba'anfei ha'echad yichazik es what does that mean? Shekol kitzutz ba'anfei echad yechazik es chavero. How would you translate that? Right when you move on, right. So in other words, if you cut off branches from one, it makes the other one stronger. Right. In other words, there's a limited amount of nutrients in the soil. So when you have two trees absorbing the nutrients, they're each getting whatever they get. Lop off some of the some of the branches of one tree, and the other tree benefits more. Other friends are so. Yichazik es chaveiro kila ki yihiyelo yoser efsharos liyonot meakarka filifshot es anafav mebli shiyotzrut saadav. Ultimately, again, it'll now have it'll now have more ability. In other words, we'll call it the unpruned tree will now have greater ability to absorb more of the nutrients. Okay, ulahefech kol chizuk shala echad yavachesh ponasheni. And by the way, the converse is true as well. That what? Whatever efforts you put into one usually comes at the expense of the other. So I will say, right, if I, if I dig an irrigation channel, and ultimately, again, the irrigation, the irrigation channel is larger around tree one than tree two, tree two gets less water, tree one gets more water, tree one does better, tree two does worse. That, that's the nature of the world. L'fichach. If you adopt this model of two trees, right, one tree of Kodesh, one tree of Chol, then I will say, then what's life? Then what's life? Then ultimately, again, you have Kodesh and Chol always vying for the same what? For the same nutrients. They're always vying. So now suddenly, again, life becomes this incredible challenge of trying to balance Kodesh and Chol together. I have to channel some of my life energy to Chol, otherwise I'm not going to have what I need to survive. But I can't do everything because then Kodesh starves. I'd like to channel some things to Kodesh, but I can't channel everything towards Kodesh because I also need Chol. So in this model of two trees in one field, there's this constant almost tug of war between Kodesh and Chol. And, and if one gets more, then by definition, the other one gets less. On the other hand, Lu'umas Zos, look at right, however, on the other hand, the Mashal Shan Sham of Aguf, I would say, if you look at Kodesh and Chol, not as two trees in a field, but rather as in a Shama and a Guf, Harisha Adraba, Chizuk Echad Mehem, 
Here's an incredible thing. When it comes to the body and the soul, what benefits one, by definition what? Benefits the other as well. A stronger, healthier body is better for the soul. Because the stronger the guf is, the more it could accomplish on behalf of the neshama. On the other hand, the stronger and more spiritually luminescent the soul is, the more vibrancy the body feels as well. Because we'll say, when ultimately, again, when the goof is enriched, when the, goof, when the body is enriched, then the neshama has many different tools at its disposal to accomplish great things. When the neshama is strong, when the neshama is strong, then ultimately, again, the goof is able to draw from a deep reservoir of spiritual energy. Conversely, so I will say, because they are almost one and the same and interdependent, therefore, by definition, if you clip the wings of the neshama, it's not just the neshama that, that hurts, right? That, that's harmed, but what? The body is as well. I found this much very profound because in this world, in the world that we live, again, Kodesh and Chol, two separate lanes. Kodesh and Chol, two separate trees, both deriving their nourishment from the same soil. Whatever one gets, the other one misses out on. But the truth is, the real way to view the relationship between the neshama, between Kodesh and Chol, is the neshama and the guf. What is good for the neshama is good for the guf. And ultimately, what creates a stronger guf also benefits the neshama. So we'll do one more, one more paragraph that we'll stop for tonight. And again, if we continue down this proper path, so once again, remember, this derech or this hashkafa is not found in Torah's Hanigla, right? It's not going to be found in the revealed Torah. Why not? Again, let's go back. Why not? Why not? Because revealed Torah operates on one basic principle, which is two separate lanes. Two separate lanes. And stay in your lane. Sometimes, again, I will say in order of Cook, Rav Armitzchal Koi Cook, says something amazing. He says, it sounds like such a simple idea, but it's actually very profound. Cook wrote that when you learn, learn. And when you work, work. And when you daven, daven. In other words, I will say, what often happens by us is when we're davening, we're working. Right? And when I'm working, I'm chapping in a little bit of learning over here. And when I'm learning, I don't know, maybe I'm davening and working, whatever it is. If Cook says, like, live in your lane. Live, live in your lane. Live in your lane. And that, that's the key. If Cook, it, really what it is, it's mindfulness, right? It's ultimately being in a state of mode. Whatever you're doing, commit to the task at hand and remain focused on it. That's the way to succeed. But even that is focused on the idea that there's Torah, Tefillah, and chol, and work, and work. And the, Rav Kook is saying, focus on whatever it is you need to accomplish. The Chaban is saying, okay, that's Torah Sanigla. Torah Sanista says, all one lane, guf and neshama, guf and neshama. So let's finish this off. He says, if we continue down this correct path, which again is truly elucidated, 
or, or, or understood when one delves into the hidden dimensions of Torah. Most of these incredible parts. If you understand that Kodesh and Chol are really both Kodesh, right? And I understand that at the end of everything is from Hashem, therefore everything is Kodesh. By definition, you don't have to be Mavater on anything. So you don't have to make a Pshara. Because we'll say compromise, compromise is when neither thing is fully correct, but you need to bring them together. But in this model, you don't have to compromise Kedusha, and you don't have to compromise Chol. Why not? Because Lamais, again, it's all Kedusha. It's all Kedusha. He goes on, And I both say, it's only when you find the ability to bring Kodesh and Chol together. I both say, by the way, you see how the Chalban has come full circle? And I both say, I don't know how long we've been doing this. Couple of months already? Longer? Longer? Okay. I'm not going to give you a pop quiz on the beginning, but do you remember again? Well, the Chaban was speaking about the idea that Am Yisrael, he was comparing Am Yisrael to the Guf and the Shama. To the right, Am Yisrael and Golos is just the Guf. Right, Geula is ultimately where the neshama comes. Boss, and now he's coming back to that metaphor. When you're able to bring kodesh and chol together, if you want to see what the embodiment of that looks like, it's us. It's us. What am I? I'm a guf that's chol, and I'm a neshama that's kodesh. And yet, if I live my life correctly, if I live my life correctly, neither one is staring the other, strengthening one. By definition, helps the other. He goes on. He says, so we'll stop over here. We'll stop over here for tonight. Again, the Chaban goes on. We'll spend one more, one more week on this. So I will say, a really incredible Yisod. And what, what I'll just end with is the following: that as much as what the Chaban is describing here is a state of being in the future. Right in the period of Pekida, Himosa Mashiach. What, what I do want to point out, I will say, is that even if we're not fully yet there, it's so important for us to contemplate this state of being and to try to figure out in our own little ways how we could accomplish some of this already. I have to change my thinking. It's not life is not one big havdala hamavdil ben kol That's part of my existence here. I will say, what's my ultimate goal? What's my ultimate goal? My ultimate goal is very simple. My job is I never want to make Havdalah again. That's my job. I don't want to make Havdalah again. I don't want to live a life of two lanes. I want to live in a double wide lane. I want to live. Do, I, do you have to swerve sometimes in a double wide lane? Sure. And it's not because you're tired and you need a cup of coffee. It's because that's sometimes in life. You have to pivot a little bit. But it's all in the same lane of Kiddusha. And even though we're not yet, that, not yet there as a people in our own personal lives to try to figure out how could we bring a bit more Kodesh into the Chol and how could we bring the Chol a bit more into the Kodesh is our Avoda even in the pre-Messianic era. So we'll, so we'll stop over here for tonight. We'll say next week, next week, there's not a shir, but I want to invite the Chavra. I posted on the chat. We are having our Siyum for Meseches Yuvamis. Next Thursday night, 
special guest, Eitan Katz, is Amir Hashem joining us. It's going to be a beautiful Erev Shabbos, Siyum, here in the shul, Siyum, Suda Fabrengen. If you do the daf, if you don't do the daf, if you thought about doing the daf, you have a friend who does the daf, you heard of the daf, you once touched a Gemari Yavamas, you put down a Gemari Yavamas, you took a Yavamas off the shelf. But it's big. It's big. But even not, the truth is, it's going to be an incredible opportunity for beautiful Oderos. It's going to take place. And again, I don't want to give away all of the all of the secrets, but I just say it like this: that the master chef of the of the of the Thursday night Chassidus Chabura is is Mamish Rosho Verubo in this uh, in this in this menu. And this is see how would you not that you're doing, but how would you I'm describe it? No, that's not what I meant. <laughs> how would you describe it? Is it not elegant Shabbos fare? Because that doesn't do it justice. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, what did you call it? Cuisine, chic yeah. Shabbos. Chic Shabbos. Chic Shabbos. It's not steak. It's not steak. Steak dinner is a Tuesday. That's a Tuesday. This is this is Shabbos. So we'll say Mir Hashem next week.